I'm going to ask you to stand now for our gospel reading, which is from Matthew chapter 11, verses 4 and 5. Hear these words. And Jesus responded, Go, report to John what you have heard and seen. Those who are blind are able to see. Those who are crippled are walking. People with skin diseases are cleansed. Those who are deaf now hear. Those who are dead are raised up. The poor have good news proclaimed to them. Happy are those who don't stumble and fall because of me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, today we have lit the joy candle. And these candles, uh, this Advent season, reminds us of the seasons of our lives in so many ways. You know, I kind of wish, and I understand why, but I kind of wish that we could have the Advent candles lit each and every week, even throughout the year. Now, I know that it's an emphasis of um, the Advent season. I realize that. But I think that these candles represent our lives. They represent the hope the peace, the joy that we have each and every day. You know, sometimes, and I, uh, you know, after the service today, we're going to extinguish these. And then we'll relight them next week. But then how about after Advent? How about those candles of hope and peace and joy? Will they still be in our lives or will they be snuffed out until next Advent? So for the next few moments, I want us to look at today's candle, which is the candle joy. And if you haven't guessed it, yes, the word of the week is joy, J-O-Y. So if you are taking notes, uh, that's the word of the week. But before we get to the word of the week, we need to realize that even as Christians, the world can take away our joy, and it does. We can sometimes lose our joy because of the circumstances of life, but it doesn't have to be that way. So now let us look at the first letter, J. And that is for, J is for Jesus. Jesus gives us the joy we need to make it through each day. And um, in John 16, uh, verse 22, we hear these words. In the same way, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and, will, and you will be overjoyed. And no one takes away your joy. Jesus was talking to his disciples and telling them what was going to be happening. That he wasn't going to be there. But don't, he said, don't despair. Don't despair. For nothing can take away the joy that we have in our lives. He is telling them that he's going to leave them. But he emphasizes in these scriptures that no one can take away the joy from you. I want us to look at two things that I think that sometimes we allow in our lives to kind of pull away our joy. The first one is worry. 
We all worry. We worry each and every day. Even sometimes before we get out of bed, we're worrying about what's going to happen today. What am I going to do? Sometimes we worry about those things that never happen. They say that uh, a goodly number of our worries never come to fruition. That our energy is spent on worrying about those things that never happen. And when we do that, what does it do? I think it takes away the joy. It takes away the energy that we have as Christians. And sometimes we are our worst enemy with that. I'm just as guilty about that as anyone. There are things that I worry about. And then I say, why did I worry about that? There was no reason to worry. But I had spent maybe a lot of time on worrying about something. But yet we're human. That's our nature. We do worry. But we need to realize that even, yes, we're human and that we do worry. We need to realize that there is a danger when we worry and let it take away our joy, our enthusiasm, and whatever we're facing in life. So may we, in our worry, replace it with joy. The joy of knowing that Jesus is with us and that he gives us strength and encouragement. I wonder if we were to wake up each day or one day and you would start to worry and say, Lord, I'm not, wor not going to worry at all today. I am not going to worry about anything. I wonder how that would look. Boy, that would really take a lot of work, I think, wouldn't it? But it would take a lot. But what about if we truly said, Lord, you've got it. And I don't need to worry about it. Doesn't mean it's going to take away the pain or the suffering that I may be facing. But when it all comes down to reality, Jesus has got it. He's got us. He's got us. I think the second thing is that sometimes that we, uh, that takes away our joy is guilt. Guilt. Sometimes we, uh, our guilt, of maybe we have uh, something that we've done. Maybe we've offended somebody. Maybe we've hurt somebody. And that takes away our joy. And maybe a way that we could reclaim that joy is by going and talking to that person and sharing with them, well, I'm sorry the way that I acted or what I said. So you see, guilt brings us down. Also, the guilt of doing those things that we know that we should do. Well, I know that I should have done that, but now it's too late. 
And sometimes we carry that guilt with us. Oh, if I had just gone by to see that person. And now I can't because maybe they had died or some other circumstances that keeps me from seeing that person. And so in our guilt, we need to realize that Jesus helps us in our guilt. We also need to realize, and I think most of all, that because that we are sinful people, we falter each and every day. Our thoughts, our actions, or whatever that may be. That sometimes we cannot realize that God forgives us. That God forgives us of our sins, of our failures. And when we don't accept that forgiveness, we carry, I think, that guilt in our lives of those sins, of those failures. And they just kind of eat at us all the time. But when we confess to him our failures and ask for forgiveness, there is great peace and great joy when we do that. Now, it's something you can't put into words. But it happens. It's a feeling within your heart and your soul and in your life that when we confess, we have joy. The next letter is for O, and that's for open. We need to open up ourselves to let the Holy Spirit bring joy to us. We need to let the Holy Spirit bring joy to us. With his presence, his power, his strength, his love. I don't know about you, but each day in my prayer time, I always say, may Lord, may your spirit fill mine today with what I need. Don't be afraid to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And when we do that, we're opening ourselves up to a great joy in our lives. Can't put that into words either, but it's there. The last letter is yours. Why? Jesus is your joy. So often we tend to expect people, places, or things to bring joy to us, don't we? We live in that kind of world. But when all is said and done, the true joy comes from Jesus, that he gives us what we need. You know, I always think about those people that, and I've heard stories a lot about this, that people have lost everything in their lives, whether it's family 
or their house. And I've heard them to say, even in the midst of the difficulties of losing everything, that Jesus is my joy. Jesus is my peace. Not the world. Not the world. And we live in such a materialistic world that we so many times think that the things of this life will help us make it through. May make it through for a little bit, but in the final analysis, the final analysis, it's Jesus. For some of us, this is a blue Christmas because we have lost someone. Others of us have had their lives turned upside down because of health issues, having to find places to live. Maybe we've been evicted or whatever. Sometimes those things that have a tendency to take away our joy, don't they? And what I mean by that is that he holds us in the hands, his hands, comfort and peace and joy. That's who I want to be with. I want to be in his hand. Remember the title of my sermon? He has it. He has it. You know the expression, I got it, or God's got this? Just remember that whatever is going on in your life this week, or in the season of your life, he has it. And just remember that as we leave here today, he's got it. And he will be with us. Jesus basically had nothing but everything he could do from God's will to bring salvation to all of us. What about us? Do we do the best we can with what we've got right where we are? Mary and Joseph, and Jesus certainly did, and in following their example, we find our joy too. Our thoughts should follow their thoughts. In these days, yes, unfortunately, still of COVID, chaos, fear, and frustration, trials and problems and pain, we are still the recipients of a love that won't let go, a joy that won't let go, a joy that overflows and a gift that keeps on giving. This holy Advent season, rehearse the joy of Mary and Joseph as they profoundly showed the shepherds the first Christmas gift ever. Sing it out. Sing it out loud. How do we do that? By our lives, the way that we live. We are a witness to this world. We are a witness to a world that is dark. We have seen the great light, the light of Christ. And may we be a reflection of that light, that joy to the world. May we not be afraid to show our joy. Even in the midst of the difficulties of life. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king.
May our joy never be snuffed out. But may our joy always be there, no matter what we face, knowing that we are not alone, no matter what we're going through. That's the hope that I have for me each day as I wake up. There is a joy about that. That knowing that he's got me. He's got it. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the assurance of your peace, your joy that you give us each and every day. To go out and share this joy with the world that needs. In Jesus' name, amen.